We got Dr. Braxton Hunter, pretty talented and well-known apologist. Shared the stage with the William Lane Craigs to the Mike Laconas to all those guys. Jonathan Pritchett, Dr. Pritchett is here and he is a New Testament guy and does a lot of stuff, a lot of podcasts, a lot of debates, so on and so forth. So is the guy on the left Jerry Lewis and uh, Braxton's trying to be Dean Martin here? <laughs> the straight guy and the funny guy? They gave us nothing but tradition and no argument. All they did was get on this stage, yell real loud, and set a straw man on fire. Okay, now, this, it, I, I, I was not impressed. Hell, Jonathan Pritchett. This Jonathan Pritchett. Gresham Jonathan Pritchett. Jonathan Pritchett. And Respectfully, that sounds like a little bit of a dodge. I'm claiming victory. So where I come from, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Welcome to Trinity Radio. I'm Braxton Hunter. Along with me is Jonathan Pritchett. And today we're going to be talking about preaching and skeptics and what they want and what they like. According to them, stick with us. This is the first word. Your Christian beliefs should change your actions. One of my favorite films has always been Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. As a Christian apologist who is seeking to demonstrate and defend the truth of the Christian message, I can relate to Indy's quest for the supernatural artifact that could turn the world on its head. Though this is one of the most quotable movies in history, my favorite line comes toward the end. Just after the crew arrives at the site of the Holy Grail, they discover that not only is the enemy already present, but there are several more challenges that need to be overcome. Only Indiana Jones can successfully procure the sacred cup. Strategically, the film's villain puts a bullet into the stomach of Henry Jones Sr., Indy's father. Now the hero has a choice. He can either spend his father's final moments at his side or attempt to quickly retrieve the grail on the off chance that it really is a miraculous object that can save his father's life. Faith versus naturalism. The villain then says the powerful words, It's time to ask yourself what you believe. James 2, 14-17 says, What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but he has no works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed, and be filled, and yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body, what use is that? Even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. Faith should impact our actions. The Christian message is that there should be some actions that demonstrate the truth of what you believe. All right, we did an interesting experiment on Twitter where Braxton asked the atheist, what would you want from a sermon if you were to listen to one? Now, you did use the, if, you said facetiously if you were forced to listen to one, if you were like, what do you mean forced? Who's forcing me to listen to a sermon? Blah, blah, blah. Come on, everyone knew what he meant. Because basically atheists are like, I wouldn't listen to a sermon unless right. I was forced to. That, right. I mean, Come on. You can't really. I do feel sometimes with some atheists, you can't win because however you phrase something, they're going to find a way to make it evil. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's just like Christians to force us to do something. Yeah. And then some 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 lady on Twitter was like, "You're just going to use all these jerk responses to point out how atheists are jerks." And he was like, he "said No, I'm not." Well, that was not my goal. Right. Still not my goal. My goal is it's to his do goal. Exactly that. Um, because and it wasn't a pre-planned thing. Yeah. I just tweeted this out. For my personal yeah. interests, um, I had thought about doing a series, which I've now begun, which is going to be a very occasional series, once every couple of months or whenever I feel like it, called Sermons for Skeptics. And uh, I thought, you know, in order to locate 
the types of sermons that I think skeptics might be more open to, I'm going to ask them, what do you hate? And what do you, what do you hate less? You know, yeah. and, and see what they, they say. And I knew I'd get a lot of vitriol. Jonathan didn't even know I was going to do that. And no, then he texted me the night that it was all blowing up and said, uh, We're doing this, a this show is, on this. This is gold. Yeah. And, well, I've already told this one person, I'm not trying to say, look how awful these comments are. Yeah. But you know what? The problem is, is even though the show is uh, mostly Braxton on most episodes and the, the, the web address is youtube.com slash Braxton Hunter, the thing is, is that I'm really running this show here, so... So let me. No, I'm just kidding. Here's the thing. I'm not actually going to focus on the fact that most of the comments were people being jerks, um, people being ten year olds who can't sit still and listen to anyone speak for more than 50, 60 seconds. I guess, but I'm not going to focus on those. I'm going to help you maintain your 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 saying. But there were plenty of that, and yes, they you should be chided for acting like. 12-year-olds, atheists. But the ones who did respond, I thought there was some helpful comments that I wanted to Well, let me Well, let me say some yeah. things first, because I thought about this on the way to work today. There are a couple of things. There's a reason why I did this. Some people might be wondering why, and I would get that. So what could I possibly hope to get from trying to find out the answer to this question? Well, in a certain sense, it's kind of like when a Christian asks an atheist or an atheist asks a Christian, what would it take for you to be convinced? You know, yeah. it's kind of that kind of a question, but much softer, much, much way back on on the field. You know, that the question is more, what sort of a message would you be more open to? And make no bones about it. I've tried to make this very clear. I'm doing this because, yes, I'm open. Yes, I, I, I'm open to evidence that might be presented by my atheist friends, but I believe I'm right. Just like every single person who has something to say thinks they're right and hopes other people will accept it or challenge it. I think I'm right, or I wouldn't be saying this. You think you're right, or you wouldn't be saying it. If I didn't think I was right, I'd hold a different position. And I want you to be convinced that that we're right, that Christianity is true. I'm sorry. That's the that's what we're doing here. This is called evangelism. It's a discipline among Christians, and we're doing it through the vein of apologetics. So I wanted to know, what would you be most open to? And uh, I did actually get some helpful responses, but that's the goal. Yeah. Part of the reason for that, now you might, if you're a Christian, you might say, well, who cares what they want? They're going to try to tailor away the uh, all the relevant stuff, you know, the most important pieces of a message mm -hmm. anyway. Now, the reason I want to know is there are a lot of things I've noticed uh, since I've been observing this culture of, of atheist and theist interactions. There are a lot of things I've seen atheists complain about that I agree with them. And there's a lot of things that they don't like in sermons that don't really have anything to do with the gospel message directly. So honestly, and charitably, I think, if we can strip those things away and get to the gospel message in the purest way, in a way that is most acceptable to them, I want to find what that is. Now, uh, it actually turned out that as we ran the experiment, <laughs> that it, 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 it went the way that some of you might have suspected and the way I hoped wasn't the case, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, but that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to do is to get to the things that are most helpful. And it just so happened, I think I I think I tweeted that on like Friday or Saturday. Uh, had no idea what what Brett Nicholson, our pastor, was going to preach the next Sunday. Yeah. And he had begun a series the week before that you were there for, but I wasn't there for, so I didn't have any clue what was coming. Yeah. 
And it just so happened that all the things that the skeptics told me they hate the most, the charitable skeptics that were like actually trying to answer the question. And by the way, this should be the headline for this show. For those of you who are atheist, agnostic, skeptic, however you identify yourself as an unbeliever, for those of you that answered this uh, and tried to take it seriously and tried to really give me what I was looking for, thank you so much. Absolutely. Much gratitude Once you you. clear out all of the, let's face it, fully expected, childish, vitriolic crazies on Twitter, which I get it. There's Christians who are like that too. Fine. Yeah, whatever. But we're not talking about them. We're talking about you, atheists. And so, yeah, everyone's got their loud mouth, ranting, vitriolic, angry people, but we're talking about yours. And if you don't like loud mouth, vitriolic, angry people, and you think Christians act like that too, or Muslims act like that too, or whatever, then don't act like that. Simple. But, of course, when you clear out all of that nonsense... There were a few good comments. Yeah, there were, and I thought that they were actually very interesting. And it's you get what you expect, even when you ask Christians what kind of sermons you like. You get all there's there's a lot of different flavors of it's subjective, I guess. What what things there were some things that were common, and then you had different things like uh, one person was like. Man, I really like Joel Osteen's sermons. They're really positive and uplifting. And, and so I can hear the Southern Baptists... And the atheists and the Christians ripped like, that guy yeah, apart. Yeah, and I, I hear the Southern Baptists, like my friend David Worley, say, see, see, that's he's doing what the world wants. There was one guy who said that, and you're right. Both the atheists and the Christians were like, are you, seriously? But no, I mean, if you want light, motivational speaking, I guess that's a good thing. I don't... Whatever. Um, right. But what struck me the most is... Uh, the contrast between the people who want, well, uh, I, I want something that I can apply to my life. And then you have the other people that said, if I'm going to hell, give it to me straight. Yeah, big difference there. Yeah, and I, that surprised me. That it was like, I mean, don't give me this cookie cutter Mickey Mouse stuff. Right. Give it to me straight. If you think I'm burning in hell for all eternity... Let me know. Yeah, and I was really surprised with... First, let me say this. So, for those that may have stumbled across this video and have no idea who we are or what we're talking about, so we did that. We did this Twitter... uh, I did this Twitter request for respondents who would give me what they want. But then, I actually, the next day... So, I had no idea what my pastor was going to preach, but the commonalities that existed among the respondents on Twitter, the skeptical respondents, there were three that I could tell. Um, One of those was that they don't like to be told they're going to hell, except for the handful or the one or two that said what you said. Yeah. Uh, but, but most of them said, I don't like to be told I'm going to hell. I don't like to hear the hellfire and brimstone stuff. Okay, that's one. Another one was, um, I, I don't like... Uh, uh, was, I, I don't like people to make mere assertions. I like them to try to demonstrate to some degree what they're talking about. And the third commonality was that they don't like, if I remember correctly, that they don't like when preachers mischaracterize straw man, you know, atheists and people like that. Okay, so taking those three things in mind, I go into church on Sunday, and I I think all that happened before Sunday, and I'm sitting there on Sunday, and my pastor is preaching a message that hits all three, like it, it avoids all three of those things they hate and does the opposite. So he's making claims Obviously, these are this is what we believe. But here's a demonstration of a good reason why we why we think it's true. Okay, no hellfire and brimstone stuff. No uh, mischaracterizations of atheists. In fact, he's charitable toward atheists. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. Well, hearing I was going to say the week before, and this you say you didn't know if you were going to post the other one too, but 
the week before, the pastor actually, he, he played a clip from Alex Rosenberg mm-hmm. talking about the implications of a, of a naturalistic worldview and how Alex Rosenberg tries to live consistently. All he did was just play Alex Rosenberg giving an interview and made no comments on it other than this is how he's living out or trying his best to live consistently with his worldview. Mm-hmm. That's it. He gave no apologetical critique. Um, you know, like um, one of my favorites is when William Lane Craig, in their debate, he takes a premise from uh, his book uh, like six or seven times and just thrashes it. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a If thorough, I believe what you're saying, then I have no reason to, to believe, believe your book. Saying. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's just thoroughly it's contradictory. just exploded. Everyone should go watch that clip. Um, where he just uh, naturalism's stupid, but 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 he never he made no comments that I would have made mm-hmm. after playing that clip. He mm-hmm. just said, here's a guy's living consistent. Here with it is. World He's view. trying to be consistent. Yeah. And then he talks about we need to ha- live consistent with our worldview and all this other stuff. And yeah, no straw man of the other position. He didn't mm-hmm. do it in the sermon you played either from uh, this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, no straw man. He says this is what they believe. This is what we believe. You know, here's different worldviews or whatever. So that's what I want to get to. Yeah. So I took that sermon. And I asked my pastor, I said, hey, Brett, and he lives like, this is funny, he lives in the same condominium complex that I live in, yeah. and we had no idea but uh, that, that that was going to happen. But so anyway... Uh, they I, live in a condo for old people. As well. Right. Yeah. My favorite place I've ever lived in my whole life. <laughs> right. So I asked them, so I asked them, I asked him, can I, can I take that? And I said, I want to put it on my YouTube channel. And I said, I'm not doing this to get hits. Because, frankly, and I don't mean any offense by this, but it's a local, it's a big local church, yeah. but it's a local church, you know, and they don't yet have the, like thousands of, of people yeah, clicking on the Yeah, they're not the links. international celebrity. I'm not an international ce- I'm not Mike World Wing- traveler Braxton Hunter. By, sorry, Brett, you're just not on his level. I'm not. He, that's exactly what he's saying. No, I'm not. I'm trying to say, because look, I'm small. You know what he told me yesterday in the parking lot? Yesterday in the parking lot, you said... You know, I mean, you had your time, and now it's kind of my time. And I was like, yeah, no, I wanted you to, I wanted your time, I wanted you to blow up way bigger than me. He goes, I know, and it, that's what's happened because I'm way bigger than you. <laughs> no, that's you said exactly you what said, you said. I've, I've always, I want to decrase that you might increase. So I try to do that. I was like, you don't have to try anymore. Yeah, so, yeah, so I was like, I'm just saying, <laughs> we know what this is. Brett, this is what he's saying to you. That's not who I am, okay? That's not. Except to me, is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, to you, of right, course, because okay. no, you deserve it. See, when, but, when the cameras are off, you you find out the you real, the real thing. Yeah. But okay, so but but so I took that, and and the point was, I didn't need to. I wasn't trying to get that sermon to boost all my views. Yeah, uh, I, I was because I I anticipated that it, it should would, though because it's a great sermon. Yeah, but people don't know that. I, I anticipated it to be lower views uh, than than the other stuff. Although it's per, it's performing fifty two percent better than the average video, so that's great. Maybe but, he will blow up bigger than both yeah, of us, right. You know? Well, he has probably the potential. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so. I, so I took that video and put it out there and said, I found the preacher for skeptics. And then I asked skeptics, you can go watch it, I asked skeptics to tell me, uh, you know, don't be a jerk. Don't don't try to just be, look at this oh, they were to insult. Yeah. But really try to give me positive feedback or helpful feedback. You can be critical, but yeah. get, tell me, is this in the ballpark? And once again, when you screen out all of the... the yes. And, and there was more of that in the comments than on Twitter. Because I have a bigger YouTube following than a yeah, Twitter following. Right. Yeah. But, but um, I thought there were some productive comments that I... Very I, productive know. comments. Uh, so I think I'm, you marked them with a heart and said, 
I told Brett, just read the ones that... <laughs> well, I told Brett, because I told him, I said, look, just go through and only read the ones with hearts. Yeah. Because I, what I wanted, because he, you know, for somebody who's never <laughs> had... I'm going to take your sermon, throw it out there, and let people throw knives at you. Right. I mean, that's a little... I'm yeah, used I mean, to it. Yeah, we're, we're impervious to, <laughs> to this. We're impervious. Yeah, like yes, when, you, when the, you all write yeah. five paragraphs of snarkiness that you know when you're writing it, oh, this is going to get under Braxton's skin. It did. Uh, for about three weeks after uh, I had the debate with Matt Dillahunty, yeah. and now I'm completely impervious. Yeah, it's a very, I, yeah, you're the I don't even respond. You're the dumbest person on the planet selling yeah. snake oil, blah blah. Yeah, don't care. Yeah, you know what I like to do when they make five paragraph long rants is just delete it and say, "Ha, you wasted your time." Well, yeah. That's in violation. Of, well, if they're in, I have rules that I can't. Yeah. Some of you will say, "Why, Braxton? Did you delete my comments?" I didn't necessarily delete your comments. I he might have. have. And, and we've and got maybe at least one other moderator. Maybe it was just for fun. Maybe it's because you spent a lot of time on it, and I wanted to waste your time, and I never read it. I just said, "That's long gone." He's not. He's not. He doesn't follow my rules. I don't. I, I'm like whatever. No, I'm this sorry. Is you not forfeit a, when when you when you act the way that you act, you forfeit on our YouTube channel me caring how you feel. Period. All right. Sorry. So, back to the good comments. So, I guess You know what I don't do? I don't go write five paragraph long essays on their YouTube channels. Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah. You wouldn't read it either. Now, now, so let's move on. All so right. we got so so that was the experiment. It was not planned. Each leg of the experiment was just, hey, why don't I do this now? Why don't I do this now? I had thought about doing the sermons for skeptics things before, but and I am gonna keep doing them. And I'll tell you why I'm gonna keep doing them. Okay, first of all, there were good comments. Now, none of the good comments were like had no insults, but that's fine. Or no, that's not fair. No criticisms, but that's what I wanted. That's what I asked for. So when Paul Ogia or Shannon Q or Beth, um, there's a Beth somebody, and I don't even know if I should give her last name if she would want me to, but the other two are YouTubers. So, uh, but so th well, they- I mean, if you post publicly on- Right, Beth, See, the, it's no, Beth something. Another tangent. No, I don't know the rules on that. There, I don't know the etiquette on that. Well, yeah, but I, what I don't understand is, okay, Facebook people will share a tweet or a conversation from another face, and they'll mark out the names, right? You've seen the- Yeah, I do that. Yeah, I noticed that you do. I know a lot of people do that. I'm sorry, if they make public comments... No, I do it if it's in a private group and I'm sharing it somewhere else. Okay, but I've seen things that like from Twitter that's not private. Yeah, you know, I, what, I don't, what, what, I don't what know. Are we, what are we doing that for? I don't know. If, Who cares? If, if you tweet know. it, you own it. That's that's my philosophy, and I'm going to make sure everyone knows that you, you're the one who tweeted it because you wanted everyone to know that Okay, you well, as best it. I can remember, Beth, somebody who's been... I've had many good conversations with... Who made a public comment on a public YouTube channel. Right, and, uh, and then a few others... And they made helpful. They made helpful comments. Paul Ogia primarily wanted to clarify what I was trying to accomplish with this, which that's why I kind of explained that a little bit here. Um, uh, although he he spoke as though uh, these kind of arguments, uh, I don't I don't th I think skeptics have all heard these things before. So I think you're shooting for the wrong crowd here. And I tried to clarify to him, and he somewhat agreed that skeptics are. I hear from atheists all the time. Atheists are not one thing. Atheist is just the lack of belief in God. So someone, you have all kinds of different people okay. who lack a belief in God, mm. right? Okay, well, then if that you're going to say that, if you guys are going to say that, then guess what? Skeptics are not monolithic. Right. There's a lot of different kinds of skeptics, and there are people that, not a lot, I'm not going to blow it out of proportion, but somewhat regularly, I get emails from people uh, who watched the show, they were atheists, 
and then now they're believers or at least leaning believe mm-hmm. because not just of our channel, but also Cameron Bertuzzi and Mike Winger and What Do You Mean and all the others. So, so th- there are different skeptics, and the things that move you might not be the things that move them. Here's the problem with this. Uh, here's the problem with this experiment that I, that that if I was writing this as a like a dissertation or something, yeah. I would have to put this in the limitations, and and the, and not the delimitations. I'm not doing this on purpose. The limitations yeah. of this are, I cannot help the fact that if I'm doing this on social media. The sorts of atheists and skeptics who are going to respond to me or watch the kinds of videos that I produce are overwhelmingly not going to be your average atheist on the street. I'm not saying they're going to be uh, like angry or vitriolic, but most, but most, pe- you know, most of the people that are watching it are watching it because they already have a heightened interest in these discussions, mm-hmm. which means they've thought a little bit more about it and have a deeper understanding uh, and all that sort of thing. Um, I can't get to, through social media and through our YouTube channel, the atheists on the street who atheism is a part of their worldview, but they just don't, they, they don't, not thinking about it that much, right. you know, because otherwise they, that's why they're not watching the YouTube channel. And that's really the person I want the data on, but I can't get that data. So what I have to do is I have to cull away the haters and get the, of those already interested in this discussion, those that are most charitable. Mm-hmm. And that is where I, and, and I think that, you know, Paul Ogio would characterize those people on the street I just said from my conversation with him that you can go read on there. I think he would think of those as seekers. He said, it sounds like you're looking for a message toward seekers. No, I'm, I'm not. I understand why you'd think that. Um, I'm looking for a message toward skeptics, but not YouTube atheist skeptics. Normal skeptics, not, not, on the street not, skeptics. Not, yeah, you, they're going to say you saying we're not normal. Yes, quit I, looking I, for I, things to be yeah. annoyed about. No, no, <laughs> you make a good point. You, you're dug in. Yeah, you're not looking. Real skeptics aren't dug in. They're they're skeptical, which means they're skeptical of what you're selling to on your YouTube channel, right? Yeah. I mean, or at least a little bit. Even if they side with you, they're still like, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go bluster certainty. You know mm-hmm. about this. It's, it's why Drew Beatty's my hero. I love Drew Beatty. In your debate, where he called Matt Allen, where I chewed him out over this, or I lectured him from the stage <laughs> in defense of Matt. <laughs> yeah, which was bogus because Drew Beatty was a hero. Because it's like it's like uh, we don't make no claims. Uh, atheism is the lack of belief in God. Blah 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 blah. And then on Twitter, it's like, "Ain't no sky, daddy. Yeah. Where's your evidence? You know, you, I thought you weren't making any claims. Ain't no sky, daddy. That I need to bow to. Blah 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 blah. What or, accent you know? is that? Angry atheist Twitter. There's an accent person. for that. Yeah. Huh? I ain't got no sky daddy out there. Ain't, I mean, what do you mean? Uh, I thought you just simply lacked a belief, but now you're asserting positive beliefs that there's well, no, and that's, no kind and of that, sky daddy whatsoever. And that happens. So, that happens yeah. somewhat regularly. Yeah. So don't give me this. You lack a belief. You're making positive claims. You know, if there ain't, you may not believe that that our sky daddy is real, but you can't say that there ain't no sky daddy whatsoever. Unless now you made a claim, so Amen. don't tell me you simply lack a belief. Because when you're mouthing off on Twitter, you know what I, you know what I say when I'm not mouthing off. Jesus is king, like Kanye says. You know what I say when I am oh, mouthing gosh. off. Jesus is king, and God exists, and God raised Jesus from the dead. I do, I yeah. do have a sky daddy. Yeah, I mean, he's external to the physical universe, but what you're trying to convey right. as an insult, so, I fully embrace so as this, reality. Don't give me this, that, that you're simply... And, and like you said earlier about... We ought to make a video of atheist uh, parodies of the Christian message 
that we actually fully embrace. Right. It, like, that's why yesterday every, there were several people who you could tell either didn't listen past the first bit or chose to focus on the first bit who said, this is just one of those look at the trees type message. Well, first of all, no, it was look at this awesome pink praying mantis message. Yeah. But look at the trees. Look, That's a trope in case you're unfamiliar that atheists will say, anytime a design argument comes up, mm-hmm. oh, it's look at the trees, look at the trees. Yes. Yeah, Looking at, look trees at trees as an evidence of design yeah. is a fantastic place to start. So yes. if you want a Christian that you can like cut this clip out for a video in the future where you can make fun of us, I'm about to give it to you. Are you ready? Here it is. Look at the trees. Look at the trees. So use that yeah. to your heart's content. I'll defend it. That's right. I like that. Thank you. Go look ahead. The trees. Well, I forgot what I was ranting about. Okay. You're like, so, look at the trees. But yeah, look at the trees. Trees are awesome. And they, they're they like everything else in the cosmos. They declare the glory of the Lord, which presupposes that the Lord exists. So. Well, and you get comments. With some people, it's... With some people, it's... Uh, you... The... I wouldn't believe you're believing on bad evidence, and the stuff that you're presenting doesn't get you there. Um, so, like one person was saying about the resurrection case, I, they were listening to one of our videos where I commonly say, "If God exists and God raised Jesus from the dead, Christianity is true." Period. Whatever you want to say about secondary doctrinal issues or inerrancy of Scripture or anything else, and I have more than once had people say that is so disingenuous. Because you know that there well may be a deity that exists that raised Jesus from the dead, and Christianity still isn't true. Here's, first of all, I love Frank Turek's response to this, which is, yeah, and I've got a principle that I follow for my life. If someone rises from the dead, I believe whatever they say. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, that's, so that's one thing. But secondly, if you tell me, First of all, who's being disingenuous here? Because you don't believe there's a God who raised Jesus from the dead. Right. Right. But if but if you were willing to grant me that God exists and God raised Jesus from the dead, but Christianity, mere Christianity is false, I I I am well within my warrant to believe two things one of two things is true. Either there is some cognitive dissonance going on with you, the likes of which has never been seen, or two, you're just lying. Uh, 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 uh. There's a, you know, because you can't have Cartesian, there's a 1% chance that Cthulhu raised Jesus from the dead to deceive the whole world. I, I didn't say I'm certain of this. I said I'm well within my warrant yeah. to believe that one of these two things I know, is but true. I'm just playing the, the, the right, 80s going right. to say, uh-uh. No, and there's know. my response. Yeah. I think it's far more likely that Yahweh, God, raised Jesus mm-hmm. from the dead than Cthulhu did it. But Yeah. Yeah, because if you if you say that I can't not know, well then give me some evidence to to weigh those you know to recalibrate those mm-hmm. scales to see why I don't. And that's another thing that people didn't like about his sermons is is putting the reasons onto the scales to you know. I think that's so fair. Like yeah. what if, for those of you that get annoyed with presuppositionalism, the presuppositionalists want to say no because of our. Uh, epistemology as presuppositionalists, we can have Cartesian 100% certainty about this without the possibility of uh, being wrong or doubting or whatever. Yeah. Okay, great. If you don't like that, I don't. I'm not there either. I don't buy that. Yeah. So, I, I, so if that's not where you are, then by the way, if that's you, wonderful. I think that's great. If you've got that level of certainty, or you think you've got that level of certainty, I'm all for you. But here's the thing: for those of you atheists who look at that like me and say. Mm, I don't. I don't. Yeah, and I then thought, guess what? You ought to like the fact that yeah. what he's saying is, 
what's on this side, the belief side, what's on the doubt side, and where where does it go? Right, and he actually left some He said, I've got some stuff on this thing. Right. I love that. How honest. Like, that's incredibly honest. Yeah. You know? So here's my conclusion. Now, let me, let me, let me have some space here. I'm going to say this. Number one, again, I want to reaffirm to you that those of you who I've just bragged on who uh, really, as atheists, uh, endeavored to be charitable and give constructive and uh, criticism, positive things you liked and things you didn't like, thank you. you, you I really do appreciate that because you did what I asked. And you didn't have to do what I asked. I'm just some guy. But you went the extra mile, and you gave me what I asked for, and I so appreciate it. Now, uh, the larger now, percentage... I want to say something. Okay. And for those of you who didn't, thank you for also responding with your vitriolic anger stuff so that I can stereotype you on the show, as I've done. Well, you, you may be surprised at what I'm about to say. Okay. So for those of you that, that did that, the larger percentage, the, the overwhelming majority... The overwhelming majority of childish, okay. vitriolic, angry the, behavior from atheists that's typical. Yeah. And, and, and like you atheist. said, there are Christians like that. Got it. Okay, yeah, we're, blah, we're not... Blah, blah. We're, okay, but here's the thing. What I found was, if you take away all the things that atheists commonly have told me especially as respondents on Twitter, that they hate the most, which is the, the, the hellfire and brimstone stuff, the uh, not at least trying to demonstrate what you're saying, yeah. the bad caricatures of the other side. Let's, let's help them out and throw on a couple more things. The gay, the, the speaking out against LGBTQAI plus things, the abortion stuff. If you take all that stuff away and just say, here, here's our message. Here's a couple of reasons in a short sermon why I think it's reasonable to believe. Um, uh, here, here's I'm not going to mischaracterize you. you. You've got your thing. Everybody answers these questions differently. Here's how we answer it. Here's why. Uh, hope that helps. Yeah. What you get is the same vitriol, overwhelmingly, that you would get if you took some uh, any preacher. Any, I mean, let's call away like the like the new IFB type people. Yeah. But if you take but if you put in like just the normal your everyday Southern Baptist or something who might be talking about hell and everything else, you, you get the same level of vitriol for the most part, which leads me to this I, and you tell me in the comments, you tell me in the comments if I'm being unfair because I don't want to be unfair. I don't want to unfairly use your words against you. So I want you to tell me if this is right. It sounds to me like that despite the fact I can only come to the conclusion that despite the fact that I'm told it's this, 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 and this, that's the real... Po we don't mind if people have their beliefs and have their church experience and all that. It's really these things that are big, hot-button issues. That that's, Those are the things that we... If you peel all those away, you get the same level of vitriol, which tells me what's the same in this message and this message, the gospel. And it tells me that it's actually vitriol against the gospel message. Yeah. Now, that's not everybody, but the Christian, some of the Christians are saying, right, we could have told you that already, and, and I know... But I'm, I'm trying to sift through this and see if I listen to them, if I listen to skeptics, what do I hear? That's what I hear. Not from everybody, and again, thank you, those that aren't this way. But that's very interesting. That's a very interesting thing to discover. Yeah, and I, what I, well, I found a lot of it interesting, but is it, what, the overwhelming vitriolic reaction that you're going to get is to any kind of sermon from Christians 
but most of that's ranting. I, I want to believe somewhere, and I, I don't I don't have much belief in this, but that, I mean, Benjamin Franklin was not a Christian, right? He could sit through Whitfield's sermons and enjoy them. Well, if, if, you, if you believe in conditional security, he was and then he wasn't. Okay, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, but when he was sitting there listening to yeah, Whitfield, he wasn't. Yeah. yeah. But he could. But sit, he loved Whitfield. Yeah, well, and he loved his sermons, yeah. you know. And there were and and there were some atheists who were like, when it comes to the positive messages, or or they would say things like, um, I, and I want to believe that that's true, but I want to also believe that the ones that are just angry, ranting on that, mm-hmm. if they wasn't on the internet and if it was like you were able to get them to come to church, that they would be able to sit there and just not be like, bah, you know, the whole time. That they could actually sit through. 30 minutes of somebody talking about something with which they don't agree. I mean, yeah. surely possible. But the other ones who were the helpful ones, yeah, it was, uh, again, there was some that a minority that said, just give it to the help brimstone. But but what I think about this this idea of it, the gospel is offensive to both is, is because, yeah, um, because the gospel will eventually get you to some of the things that you don't like. That, that it, even if the sermon didn't contain that stuff that you said you didn't like, you will be confronted with it inevitably, you know. And so, either way you go, but, and even our pastor, we've selected this one, but not every sermon is going to be that kind of sermon. Yeah, he's now, not a one-trick pony. That's true. Dimi- one-dimensional the, pastor. There are, you know, for the most part, he's not the hellfire and brimstone type guy. Now there are on it. There he has preached a message on our understanding of the nature of hell and things like that. Yeah. But here, here's the thing. Even when he does those things, it's it's very much like what you get on this channel from me, and even maybe not quite as straightforward as that sometimes. Like, he's he's aware of who he's talking right. to and, and wants to not at all water it down, but to present it without the baggage that I think many skeptics hate that comes yeah. along. Now I, here, I don't know of any... Most... That, that is a... If if a preacher is preaching hellfire and brimstone every week as a pastor, not like an evangelist, just as a pastor, that's a terrible preacher because you're obviously not preaching the whole counsel of God because the whole counsel of God has more than just mm-hmm. heaven, hell, yes, no, Jesus. Right. I mean, you know, you can you can you can get to the gospel and what the gospel saves you from in every sermon, mm-hmm. but the f- focal point of every sermon should not be. Hell, slinging fire and brimstone right. because not every passage in the Bible. I mean, if you're, if, you can't read the Book of Ruth and start slinging hellfire and brimstone. And if you're not preaching the Book of Ruth, you're not preaching the whole counsel of God. Right. You know. So, but now here, but now here's we come to this. I'm going to do this again. I am going to present. So my plan is. With the sermons for skeptics. I saw that look on your face. You're like, I could sling some hellfire and brimstone from every <laughs> verse in the book of Ruth. Well, That's because, what that face was. Well, it? what I'm thinking is the story of the Bible yeah. is God's, ultimately, is God's uh, love for mankind. We're to love the Lord our God, love our neighbor as ourselves. And there is a salvific thread through the Bible. And Yeah, no, I said you could get and, to the gospel and, right, right, from right, every path. Right. But what I'm not saying is you can't just maintain that yeah. fire and brimstone. Right. Because what comes with that I got it. We is, got it. is an yeah. angry voice yeah. and the loud mouth, leather, long, red face that you, right. I you brand it. yourself. Yes. And I'm saying you can't really you can't really just do that with right. every single So my plan is I'm gonna preach some sermons. I've offered for Dr. Pritchett. I might. But I'm going to craft some sermons using what I've learned. Uh, from skeptics, 
I'm going to try to craft some sermons that I, my hope will be, and I'm going to preach them on a st- on on stage. And yeah. and I want and and Brett, I'm going to select some from Brett, probably from this series. Yeah. And once every couple of months, maybe you know, this may go on for a year. Rarely, I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna do atheist church. We're gonna do sermons for atheists, yeah. sermons for skeptics. And I, I, I want to engage on them because one of the things that they said they wanted, that some of them said they wanted. In fact, Brett looked at the Twitter thing. Now, this was after he'd already uh, was about to preach. He'd already written yeah. his sermon and everything. He didn't write that sermon for this. But he, I told him to look at it, and he was like, what I seem to be getting from him is they like, and this is something we didn't mention, I like historical backgrounds of, of texts. Right, well, historical and cultural backgrounds of the context, yeah. the original context of the original, which which it's not a sermon, but, I mean, I've got my It can be Peter. involved in a sermon. It, well, yeah, but I also have my Bible study on First Peter, mm-hmm. or at least I go through the first, and I know I need to finish that up, but that's all I do in that Bible study is mm-hmm. give you a lot of background stuff. That's on I mean, this channel if you want yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, we're talking uh, about First Peter chapter 1, and we're talking about, um, you know, Second Temple background literature. We're talking about Greco-Roman background literature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so they said they wanted that. He said he noticed that a lot of them wanted that, and a lot of them wanted Q and A type stuff, which isn't really a sermon, right. right? But here's the thing: the people in Corinth wanted that too because they were used to the Oracle at Delphi, and Paul told those women that kept wanting Q and A to shut their mouths. So. Not you would say not, not because, because they were women. <laughs> But because they were asking questions, it, right. there is a time for Q and A, and the worship service is not that time. Right. So sermons are not ever going to be Q and A, and I think they knew that. But, but that's one function that this these sermons for atheists on YouTube can serve. You got questions? That's the place to. And I may even have Brett come on one day and help me sift through some of those questions, or use help sift through some of those questions. And and you can do that here. Yeah, We're going to provide that. Notice that we do Q and A events at mm-hmm. churches where you can come to the church building and ask questions. We do that. Yeah. That's but not we're going to do sermon. it. But we're going to do it on this channel. Yeah. We're going to let it happen on this channel. So that's something you wanted. You're going to get that. And I'm going to keep doing this. And here's why I'm going to keep doing this. Because though I know that the tenth time this happens, if it goes that far. I will still get the vitriol. I'll still get the hate from a lot of people. Because if for no other reason, there'll still be people that are just discovering the, the video. But um, also because... It's the internet. There it, it, are... It happen. There, there are currently somewhere around... I don't know. It was 229 last night when I looked. Three, Let's say 300 uh, comments on that message right mm-hmm. now. 300 comments on that message. But as I sit here speaking with you, there are... Uh, let's see... Uh, I'm going to look at real-time views. There are 1,100 people who have viewed that message that I posted yesterday. You know, So 1,100 people have viewed it. Let's say 300, being liberal, have commented. Mm-hmm. You know, that tells me the vast majority, and most of those are repeat comments, repeat comments. Yeah, That tells me the vast majority of people watch it and don't comment, which means those people that email me and, and are interested in the Christian faith because of videos here or on other channels like this, stuff's getting through to them. So even if it's not for the vitriolic people out there, it's for somebody. Yeah. And people are different and they're not and skeptics are not monolithic. And we're gonna keep this experiment going. And I believe there's gonna be fruit. I believe yeah. we're gonna see good fruit from this. And our good friend Pine Creek is worried about us because we're on the rise, according oh, yeah. to his Pine Creek did recently do mm-hmm. a, a study. Um, I told him it was encouraging in the comments. I don't know if you saw it, but he was doing a study where he was changing the metrics around on Christian and atheist. YouTube channels, yeah. and uh, 
and and so if you if you just went by views, obviously, you know, inspiring philosophy, Mike Winger, people like that are way up there, right? David yeah. Woods got at the top above everybody, right? Yeah. Focuses primarily on Islam, but um, but if you change the metrics around and look at like views per sub or views per day or things like that, um, Pine Creek did those metrics and laid them all out there, and there were several different ways he did it, and like. Most of the ones I saw, uh, Trinity Radio was like up closer to the top, certainly in the top 10 and sometimes in the top three or four or five. Yeah. Yeah. So that was very encouraging, Pine Creek. Thank you. that God used you to encourage me in that way. Right. To keep going, um, to to reach the sliver that we're going to. And then, (laughs) I mean, for the rest of the people, we're happy to entertain. We entertain. They watch this. They watch your response videos. They watch this show because... Really, if you didn't like it, why are you spending time watching something? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, so the so we're gonna keep doing this to entertain the the, the lovers ourselves. and the haters and ourselves, <laughs> and we're gonna do it uh, for the people that we can reach. Yeah, and so, I, I put I I pinned to the top of the last uh, the video where I taking on fifteen one Christian against fifteen yeah. or whatever. Um, I pinned at the top of that a Christian who was saying how helpful it was to them personally. And then there were several people under that that seconded it. That's not me just bragging on myself, but here's the thing. There was an atheist who put in there, and guess what? You're helping us atheists too. And it was something to the effect of, because the idea was some of these things we haven't thought of, and you're giving us the argument so we can go try to figure out how to deal with them. Right. So, uh, uh, yeah, there are atheists who are enjoying yeah. this. And according to Bracken Sunday, he's like, yeah, go do this. What do you got? Is that all you got? Bring it on. That's that's what you're saying. There are people going through that video right now, more than one person going. On question one, uh, the first person, you didn't do this. On question two, you didn't. You missed it completely. And question three and question, question four. You know, when I first got into YouTube, I would not be able to help but to respond to all that. And at this point, I just can't. I just, I'm sorry. If that's you out there, I just, I can't bring yeah. myself to do it. I won't delete it. It's Leave it. Fine. I might if it's long and I'm like... He spent time on that, Don. Oh, Pritchett. I know. You won't do. Well, we hope that you'll uh, continue to help us out. Hey, if you believe in what we're doing, because you'll see here, we're actually trying to do something with ourselves. We're actually trying to trying use to make this something of our lives. We're I'm not only trying... a seminary president and a seminary vice president, we're still trying to do something with our lives. We're That's... not trying... <laughs> yeah, we don't want this to just be, just oh, really we want to be YouTube famous. We don't need to be YouTube famous. We want mm. to help do something great for the kingdom. And at minimum, we want to clarify theology. We have episodes like that. Um, not so many here lately, but we have episodes like that. But we are responding to atheist skeptics out there who are on YouTube where which YouTube is the second most popular search engine now on the internet according to somebody I heard lately say that <laughs> so that there are so many this is where young people and old people go to find out how to fix their dishwasher or how to respond or how to feel about faith issues so if you believe in what we're doing I mean this we need your help we need your support I'll give you a couple of real tangibles I need, we need to come up somehow with $300 because I want to get, um, I need to get a better video editing software. Do you know I just use iMovie? The other day, Cameron Bertuzzi was like, what? You just use iMovie? Which, frankly, was encouraging because he couldn't tell that I was just using iMovie. Right. <laughs> but, but the thing about it is we need, uh, we need to get a better software for that. And we need a dedicated Mac 
computer, you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, just for Trinity Radio. So, um, so those are some tangibles, and they co- they cost quite a bit. The the stuff we're I'll tell you how we're using the money that we already get through Patreon is we're using it for um, lunch. Uh, we're using it for vacations. We're using it for we're using it for Logos Bible software, um, which is extremely helpful yes. uh, in 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 our own research. But that spills over into Trinity Radio too. Um, we're using it somewhat regularly to buy new software, buy new equipment. Uh, just recently, I, I bought a second battery for the, the main camera here, yeah. and I, I bought ScreenFlow, which is another thing. I, I, th- there's th- Money goes real fast when you got these monthly regurgitating payments right. that make the show what it is. Um, and we and some people fall off occasionally. It rarely happens, and I'm grateful for that. But some people fall off as patrons, and we, we don't, you know. So anyway... Uh, I just uh, I would I would I would love it if you would help us out and you'll be taking part in what I think is a viable ministry that has resulted in people coming to Christ um, and we don't even know the extent of it so yeah. uh, if that if you want to do that you can go to patreon.com/trinityradio or you can click in the top right hand corner of this screen and um, uh, let's see what else check out our sister programs what are they oh yeah soteriology something with uh, so Geology 101 he's with, been, with light and flowers yeah, he's been in that it. same 101 for years now he can't get out of 101 to 102 come on Leighton 201 yeah. no it's Leighton I'm sorry I <laughs> yeah, keep Leighton. yeah Leighton Flowers at Soteriology 101 uh, Matt Chiselholm how do you Chislom Chislom yeah and Billy Wendland yeah is it Wendelin or is it Wendland I'm confident that it's Gwendolyn Gwendolyn, okay, um, Billy Gwendolyn at the at the at the Brodown Bible and Steve Gregg, the Narrow yeah, Path. Yeah. Um, you know, he's famous. Yeah. Uh, there was something else. And yes, we still do have new shows coming, but I don't know why they're not coming. So. Speaking of Leighton Flowers, is really funny because someone on the most recent video, the the one that, with the sermon, they were like, "I really hate to say this because I love Leighton Flowers," but and he went on to say some things about sermon. I'm like. What do you know? What channel you're on? Right, and it was that John Q. Somebody. He's always on Layton's channel. Yeah, I think he just didn't know where he clicked. Anyway, you know what? Speaking of preaching, Layton's a good preacher. Have you ever sure. listened to his sermons? Yeah, his sermons are great. I don't know why he doesn't just post sermons more often because he does go speak a lot. So, mm-hmm. Layton, you're actually pretty good. You should think about going pro. I love sermons. Not too. All right, we'll see you next time on Trinity Radio. This is the last one. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing that if you are looking at a sheet of paper or a screen and we were to suppose the ETT was silent and somehow the ARD is invisible, then I guess I could see how someone could conclude that my name is Jonathan Pritchard.